This podcast is provided by Nana Regional Corporation and the Nana family of companies. My name is Michael Anamak Allen Kowalski. I'm from, uh, my parents are Sandra and Carl Kowalski. Grandparents are Susie and Richard Ehrlich. Um, I was uh, born and raised in, well, I was born in Fairbanks, but raised in Kotsky for most of my life for about 16 years. And um, on 2007, I moved to Fairbanks where I finished high school. I went to a couple years of college. My Inupac name, Anamak, was, uh, I don't really know who the namesake is from, but it was uh, given to me by my great-grandfather. Uh, and he, The reason I was given Anamak was there was a many uh, village leaders who were also Inupac names were Anamak and he wanted me to be a great leader one day. So I was given that as a my Inupac name. So I, um, first in 2009, I went to college at UAF to study uh, biology. And it's a great program. It's, they definitely know what they're doing. But after a couple uh, semesters, I started figuring that uh, as much as I love biology and all the topics and tales, it wasn't something I saw myself making into a career mm-hmm. so much. So back in 2000, I think December 2011, the ACMA had a uh, informal meeting at the Westmark Hotel with a teleconference, and I remember them telling me that, oh, if you wanted to start a new, uh, start new in Anchorage or wanted to start Korean aviation, we could uh, help you get set up with that. And right after the meeting, I gave them a call and said, Hey, I, mean, I remember loving airplanes my entire life ever since I was a little kid. You mentioned that I could get started in an aviation field. And they said, oh, yeah. So they helped me get in contact with UAA. Um, two weeks later, I was enrolled at UAA under the aviation program. And was also, a month later, they also hooked me up with a job at Pegasus Aviation Services. Sorry, Aviation Services. And um, where I worked there for a good three years. Oh, wow. And, uh, yeah, I worked with them for a, quite a long time. But uh, after about a semester at UAA, um, I started focusing on aviation management, which entails uh, being, it's just more or less a management degree which focuses on uh, aviation rules and regulations so that um, I could maybe one day be a manager of an airline or an airport, uh, aviation contractor. Mm-hmm. And I'm still going towards that, uh, just a little more slowly than most others are. Uh, but worked with, uh, that summer, they also hooked me up with a uh, internship with Akuma, mm-hmm. with uh, Akuma Technical Solutions, uh, where they flew me around the country a bit. Next thing I know, I see an ad on Facebook for the uh, position as a shareholders relations coordinator for Fairbanks, Alaska. Mm-hmm. And I figured that um, it won't hurt to apply. I mean, which they could tell me is no. Next thing I know, I was given an interview, I was given a test, and I was offered a job. And it's so far great. I feel really happy knowing that I'm going to be able to help my fellow shareholders uh, and point them in the right direction of their own career path. Absolutely. And what they want to do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And now you're here, so. <laughs> yeah, now I'm here. You said that. Um, you got to kind of fly around the country and see a bunch of different things. Yeah, um, the internship started in early May. Like right when school got out, I had like one week of break, and then 
they flew me off to um, Charlotte, North Carolina, where we've had one week of orientation and said, hey, everybody, this is everybody else is in the program. A lot of people I knew from back home. It was really nice to see a, a good amount of friends at the first week. And then after that, they sent me to Ontario, California to go to Edmonton's Air Force Base, I think it was. Yep. Yeah, that's um, where they, it's a big, giant uh, desert, and uh, <laughs> it was very hot there, but I, <laughs> yep, Southern California, um, but I did have a chance to see them doing testing on the new F-35. Oh, that's and cool. And that was, that was amazing in itself. Um, I actually got a, a maybe 20 feet to one, but that's as close as they were going to let me, because it was still on the testing phase. Mm-hmm. Um, Akama has a Technical Solutions had a contract with fueling of, of military aircraft down at Edmonton. So they they had to throw up the F-35 and one of the people was like, yeah, let's take the intern along with us. And so I'm, I'm there, I get out of the, uh, I get out of the fuel truck and he's throwing up the, v, uh, the F-35 and I could see one of the, the guards sitting, standing around by the airplane is giving me like the craziest look like, well, who is this guy? I don't know this guy. Why is he here? <laughs> yeah. And, and the fueler had to explain to him, like, look, he's my intern. Uh, he's just here for the week. He wanted to see an F-35. And so I, got to, I just got to look at it from a distance, but it was still like, amazing to see just this uh, big piece of machinery uh, there. Um, I also got to see, what was it, the, the Global Hawk, which is a drone, a high-altitude uh, high drone for uh, military surveillance and um, I uh, assault missions, I think it was. Oh, wow. But, um, yeah, it, that thing is a lot smaller than I thought it was going to be. Like, <laughs> like you could literally, like, put a horse saddle on it and sit on it as it's flying. It's oh, that wow. That small, That's... but, um, yeah. <laughs> like, it's, but the body itself is about as wide as a horse. Like I just mentioned, uh, the wingspan is maybe, I would say, 25 to 30 feet, but it was, just a, a sight to see, just to know that this airplane doesn't have anybody operating from the inside, but the person who could be flying could be miles and miles away on the other side of the world. Oh, I'm sure. Um, Do you know at all how um, high in elevation it gets? Not off the top of my head, no. Um, but I know it, will, it is a high-altitude uh, drone uh, as compared to, the, I think it was the, not the Raptor. There's the, there's the other one that's smaller and it's a uh, prop driven instead of a tr- uh, turbine jet that's usually a lot, it's fast, but it's a lot more low altitude missions. One is high altitude, one is lower. And I also got the, there's a lot of other planes I got to see there. But after that, I actually did get to see the hangar that inside was a B, uh, B-52 bomber. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the B-52 bomber. Wow. I mean, just knowing that it was inside that hangar was enough for me. I was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Spent a couple of days out in Albuquerque, another very hot place to go. Oh, I also forgot to mention that the, when I was out in California, like every weekend they usually send me out to, for activities. And when I was in California, my supervisor brought me out to Disneyland. That was a lot of fun. Had you been there before <laughs> that? Disneyland. I've been to Disney World. But never Disneyland. <laughs> so from, never Disneyland, no. It was, there's definitely a difference. Pompously say like, oh, I've been to Disney World and I like it better. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's just that there's a, 
a lot more in Disney World, and uh, I did like the whole California Adventure theme park. It was a, a di- different, different uh, experience than what Disney World usually has to offer. Another supervisor from El Paso came and picked me up. Um, we drove. Uh, he has a cabin out in uh, the middle of New Mexico. When we actually drove out there, uh, we went out there. I spent the weekend out at the cabin with um, him, his wife, and his two kids. He made fresh elk burger with uh, a fresh ro- grill roasted chilies. I, I could also say that uh, this trip was also a culinary uh, uh, vacation for me too. I got to try many different things. Like oh, my taste buds opened up so much on this uh, that internship. Oh, I'm sure, especially elk. <laughs> comparing it to caribou, so different. Oh yeah, it was it was a delicious. I don't uh, think I even had second that time. Also, like when I went in California, it was the first time I ever really tried a uh, like fresh a fresh taco, mm-hmm. like a salt, uh, cilantro and carne asada and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, "Whoa, this is amazing!" Oh, it changes your life, driving, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. And as we're driving from New Mexico to, I think it was Arizona, we went and stopped at this one burger place that Bobby Flay actually did a throwdown with the head chef there. Uh-huh. Uh, burger throwdown, and his uh, green chili cheeseburger, uh, the the, sh- the restaurant chef actually won, and I actually got to try that same green chili cheeseburger, and it was amazing. <laughs> and uh, this is only the second week of it. This is only the second week of the internship. No, oh, no, I was I was definitely fed well. Um, after El Paso, they sent me to Fort An- oh, no, uh, Andrews Air Force Base in Washington D.C. For two weeks, I uh, spent there, and I got to see Air Force One multiple times. I got to see the other um, VIPSAM planes, which is, stands for Very Important uh, Person Special Mission, mm-hmm. which is uh, just uh, the name of the uh, flight group for when they have to fly out. Um, but I got to see all those little pla- uh, all those planes. Um, I got to take a picture too. Even though probably wasn't supposed to, <laughs> it's just it's just because Air Force One is such a highly classified uh, thing. It, it was in the hangar. I was about maybe 200 feet away, and I just got a clip of it, the, the tail end of the plane in the hangar, and that was about it. Um, but the other planes, they usually don't, they didn't mind you taking a picture of. Um, so the, the same the plane that. Barack Obama flew to Kotskian, which is a Boeing 757. Uh-huh. Um, I got to also see that plane. I could go on and on about airplanes because I am an aviation major. But I got to spend a good two weeks in Andrews Air Force Base where I got to, as in the two weeks there, I got to follow the, the head general manager of the station mm-hmm. around, and he showed me different... Uh, Parts. He even did a simulated uh, deployment drill, which is um, when someone, when a, a group of soldiers are being deployed, they all have to like file in line and go through a hangar, and people pass out helmets, MREs, backpacks, other kind of equipment. And I was part of that little drill there, mm-hmm. which was and it was a very hot day that day too. I remember that and just being feeling exhausted trying to hand out helmets to these guys. Like they they tell you what size and you run over, grab the right size, give it to them. They, and then at the end, you have to put everything back. Yeah, that was another thing. But that was uh, one part. Uh, 
I got to, when I was in Edmonton Air Force Base and Albuquerque, they also sent, uh, brought me through some of their uh, fuel um, uh, cleaning, uh, filtering. Mm-hmm. Like before they put the fuel in the airplane, they have to filter it. And because even military aircraft, they expect a higher grade of uh, fuel so that on top of the already filtering that you they usually get, there's triple filtered, quadruple filtered, and I had to test the um, the quality of the filtering. So we took that we would have to take a sample of the beginning and a sample of the end, and then run them through these machines, and that would take uh, little samples. Um, I think they're trying to laser through it to make sure that's uh, clean. But uh, with the added little benefit that this is actually the fuel they were testing to go on Air Force One. Mm-hmm. My little connection to Air Force One is I actually got to test the fuel quality that was going on to the president's aircraft. That's exciting. That Not of, many people can say yeah. that. Nope. That was, that's the closest I've gotten to uh, Barack Obama was I got to test the fuel on his airplane. What exactly was your title for this internship? A title for the internship, I wanted to say it was, it was loosely because it was just, uh, um, Akuma Technical Solutions intern, I think was my official title, but I kind of thought more of a management internship mm-hmm. because I did get to see many different levels of management from supervisor to general manager to department manager to, uh, I've even got me an HR when they went down to Fayetteville, mm-hmm. um, in Fort Bragg. As they say, it's Fort Bragg, but I hear there's many Fort Braggs. It sounds like you kind of got to see everything. Yeah, I did. <laughs> it was a definitely great, a great six weeks. Yeah, it sounds it amazing. And uh, at the end of the internship, we also had to make a uh, presentation. And I was sure, like I mentioned before, that this was also a uh, culinary case, but internship for me. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, I also made sure I made a little section of the different foods I got to try and just all the fun I had I was out there and all the things I learned. But um, what, what came, I came out of this internship was a sense of that I wanted to give back to my community, that I wanted to, at the end, help my fellow shareholders, and, which is why I'm so excited to have this job because I'm now in a position where I am directly helping my fellow shareholders. The, my corporation did, did so much for me mm-hmm. and I feel like they do so much to try to help everybody they can and I could, with this internship, I was really able to feel that. So I really wanted to be part of that um, effort to help fellow shareholders. Oh, absolutely. What do you do on your spare time? You know, family, pets, hobbies. You said you're in Fairbanks. I know the weather there in comparison to Anchorage or in comparison to home is significantly different. Oh, yes, it is. Um <laughs> The plus side of it being that Fairbanks could get down to negative 60 is that all you got to do is throw on an extra layer and you're good. Um, but when it like, comes to Anchorage and Cosby, where you, on top of that cold, you also get wind. It's a little tougher back in the villages. So when people say, I can't believe you live in Fairbanks. It gets so cold there. I'm like, you can just put on extra layers. Right? If you're, like, you're in the village, so you get this cold, the wind will actually find a way into your layers. Mm-hmm. Fairbanks really doesn't. That's but, nice. Um, yeah, there's a little, little tidbit there for Fairbanks people. Um, but what I like to do on my free time, you know, just uh, sometimes I'll play video games with friends online. But other than that, 
hang out with my dog. Uh, he's four years old, a wired-haired pointed fawn, um, which is kind of like a duck hunting dog. Mm-hmm. Maybe one day I'll actually train her to be a duck hunting dog, but she, I got her from the town, so she was a bit skittish. I also drive for Uber and Lyft, and I do that on my free time as well. Oh, how but, is that uh, experience? It's a lot of fun so far. I've been doing it for a little over a month. Um, my car is currently in the shop, though, so I haven't been able to do it lately. But I've met a good couple, like, interesting groups. Uh, I have this one story where there's this, uh, I'm picking these guys up, at, and one of them, like, met a girl there, and they're talking in the back seat, and his friend sitting in the front seat, says, come on, just kiss her already, just kiss her, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And, like, he, could, he totally wants to. And then, so I just put on my, uh, go through my phone, and I look up the song from Little Mermaid, Kiss the Girl. Oh, no. I start playing that. <laughs> She just turned it up. Just like, la, 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 la. So that, <laughs> that's my Uber story. Is, uh, I was like the third man, I guess. You sound like the driver. kind of driver that everybody hopes they get. A lot of people say said that so far, but I'll, I've had one person give me two stars on Uber, and I'm still wondering, like, what did I do to deserve those two stars? Because most of my reviews have been five-star reviews. So I'm just kind of like, what did I do? Um but I, I have a lot of fun with driving for Uber. It's a good way to get out instead of just, you know, sitting on the couch doing nothing. I'm driving around, meeting new people, make some of the extra cash on the side. I, I find it as a benefit. Oh, absolutely. Um, Keeping yourself productive, at least. Yeah. Instead of just sitting at home doing nothing. I find it... I find it, I, I feel, feel like it's kind of bettering me as a person to mm. be driving for Uber. Why is that? For a lot of miles on my car. Um, I, I usually wasn't so social, like, I was a bit, I wouldn't say socially awkward, but I don't usually find myself going out and, like, engaging with people. I was always kind of, I'd rather not. I'd just rather sit inside. I don't want to go out and meet people. Mm-hmm. But I felt like driving for Uber and kind of being a little more forced to engage the more, and I feel like it making it a lot easier and a lot more comfortable for me to do stuff like that. Oh, yeah, it definitely pushes the comfort zone. It's, it's weird what, uh, how much money can make an incentive. Working for Nana recently, now I'm sure you're familiar with that. We put a lot of emphasis on our APAC values. You know, we incorporate them into everything. Which, to you, uh, resonates the most? I'd have to say there's a couple of these that I would say that I really like to resonate with. One is uh, humility, kind of like, maybe I'm not using that word correctly, The kind of not really taking everything with a grain of salt, but kind of like taking everything as it is, um, treat others the way you want to be treated. Yeah, that's humility. Kind of feeling out for others, kind of like necessarily, like if you're having a bad day, don't put it your bad day on other people. Not right. Respect for others. That's one thing I definitely go by. I don't, when I meet, for the first time I meet people, I make sure I kind of like give everybody the same level of respect that I would give anybody else. I'm just meeting, not based on anything anything that a person is or what they've done gone through because I mean I don't know their life I don't know what they've what got them in the position they're in yeah so you gotta you gotta give everybody the benefit of the doubt hard work I've always been uh, a person for getting the job done I mean we all we all have a job and we all need to get our jobs done so I was stepping definitely working at the airport like everybody's job's there was to get these planes back in the air and that's why I always went by is like our job is to get this plane back in the air because the plane on the ground is making money. What advice do you have to our younger shareholders? You know, if there's anything that you wish that you would have been told at an adolescent age, what would it have been? Keep going. Keep trying. Don't 
um, don't let other people get you down. And that, that's something that's happened a couple times to me. Or just people, other people get to me. And I when I shouldn't have, but, uh, yeah, don't let other people get you down. People will say things that hurt you and don't let it, let it get to you. Keep trying, keep going for what you want to go for. Because if you have a job that you love, which is a career, you'll never have to work a day in your life. Deku for listening. For more information on internships and job opportunities, please visit nana.com forward slash employment.